Hey, I'm Nicole, your host of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. On this show, we're going to be pulling back the curtain on how to create the lifestyle of your dreams. I created my dream lifestyle through working online, creating a business that lights me up every single day, traveling the globe, and generating wealth. On this show, we'll take a deep dive into these topics and so much more. I have created my own online business from literally zero after discovering my passion for online business and my non-complacency for working for someone else in a nine to five job. On this podcast, I'll be sharing everything I have learned and everything I'm still learning because how I got to where I am today should not be kept a secret. It's your time to love your work, build your wealth, and create the lifestyle of your dreams. Let's do this. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about some questions that I've received recently about being a nomad. And these are really great questions that anybody starting out wanting to be a nomad or anybody seeing anyone who has a digital nomad lifestyle online, on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever it may be, this is really going to answer a lot of the questions that I think a lot of people have when they first hop onto somebody's page and see that someone's a nomad and all these questions pop into your head. So what I'm going to do is answer as many as I possibly can today that I've been receiving. And if you have any others, then please let me know and I will be happy to address those in a future episode as well. So the first question I have received, which is a really great question, is do you make friends when you're out and about? So how does friendships being a nomad work? And this is a great question because my partner and I talk about this. So for me, it is a little bit unique because I travel with my partner. So it's the both of us traveling all of the time together. And this can be different depending on the person. Some people travel completely solo. Some people are solo, but are always with friends. So it really does just depend. Um, But for me specifically, I'm always with my partner and it is amazing that we have not killed each other um, almost a year full time. Literally every single day we are together and we always joke about how we don't know how we're not sick of each other yet. Honestly, it's, it's crazy. I don't know how we're not, but thankfully we are not. Um, So how we typically make friends is we prefer to hang out with other nomadic couples because they just understand it more. And, you know, us being a couple, we do like just hanging out with other couples, Um, but we do definitely meet friends and hang out with them, but it is just a little bit more of a comfortable situation sometimes. And if you're in a couple, I'm sure you know this, to hang out with like one or two other couples. Um, But we definitely do have other friends who are not in a relationship who we hang out with as well, of course. Um, but it's funny, we were actually recently discussing the fact that I think that it's almost easier now that we've been on the road for so long to have friends that are nomads because people who are not nomads and are in their hometown just don't understand. We start talking about travel to Albania and travel to Serbia and they just don't get it. They're just like, oh, okay, great. And they go back on to topics that they, you know, about their hometown, about things that are happening in the town, about the people they know, because they just don't have those experiences that we have. So I think other nomads honestly understand us better, um, which I guess does make sense. 
Um, so the next question that I received is what do you do for a permanent address? And this is a great question. Um, what I do for a permanent address, it gets tricky. I will not lie. It can be a little bit difficult. I use my home address, my parents' address, but, um, we definitely sometimes just can't receive packages because, we don't know how the shipping service and i think we were in serbia was going to be and so it was just easier to not receive a package to kind of get bulk mail sent to our parents homes and then get it whenever the heck we end up being home which might be like a year or longer who knows um, but if we do need something desperately then you can usually buy it on like the amazon version of whatever that country has um so permanent address is definitely a solution that you can fix if you have a business as well then you might have a business address in whatever country that your business is registered in so that is another option if you do have that set up already as well all right moving on to do you get homesick and this is i feel like the question of all questions i think everybody wants to know the answer to this question and I really think it does depend on the person. I moved to China when I was 22 years old and was so excited to go, did not get homesick, wanted to be away from home. Canada was too small for me, you know? Um, so for me, homesick was never, I don't think I've ever been homesick um, in my life, which is crazy. And I think it really does depend on the person. If you're really close with your family or your friends, like I think that will honestly be a lot easier to get homesick than if you are a pretty independent person that knows that you want to leave your home country like I did and is seeking a solution to that, um, I think oftentimes those people are less likely to feel as if they are homesick, but not all the time. So don't quote me on that either. But I do really think that it comes down to um, to your connections at home and the type of person that you are. I've never really been a super sentimental person, if I'm being completely honest. So that might also have something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but I really do think it just comes down to how close you are with the people and the type of person that you are. Um, but of course there are amazing ways to keep in touch nowadays with people. Um, you know, you can video call anyone from anywhere in the world, which was not possible not that long ago. So I think there's a lot of different ways to mitigate homesickness as well. All right, so the next question we have is where do you call home? And this is a good question. And I'll start off by saying that I always called Canada home, used to, called in the past tense, um, but I always called it home. But when I moved to China and then after leaving China, didn't go back to Canada, but instead started traveling the world, I don't really resonate with being a Canadian that much anymore. Um, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> that is like by design and decision. But I, you know, it's easier just to say when people say, oh, where are you from? Canada. Doesn't mean just because I was born and raised in Canada that I resonate with the Canadian culture, which I think, um, or the Canadian lifestyle, let me say. I think a lot of people just assume like, oh, you grew up there. So you resonate with that lifestyle and you get it. And it's like, I get it, but it doesn't mean that I resonate with it. Um, so I don't really call anywhere home. I guess like my parents' home is maybe home, like my childhood home growing up. But even still, like I don't I don't have a home. I don't want to have a home. We go from Airbnb to hotel to Airbnb. Um, you know, every week we're changing it up right now. So 
really, I don't call anywhere home, which I know is kind of crazy to say, but I like it that way. And again, going back to the getting mail delivered, that can be a difficult situation, but really, if you want to live this lifestyle, there's things that you're going to give up uh, and conveniences that you're going to give up. But if you want to live in you know, your hometown or your home country and have a house and settle down. Well, there's good positives to that, but there are also things that you're going to be giving up to that as well. So I think it really is just which one are you more comfortable living, which lifestyle and which one are you more comfortable giving up? So the next question I got was, do you just Airbnb everywhere or have you put down roots? So this kind of goes into the previous question, but yes, we Airbnb absolutely everywhere. Hotels, Airbnbs, do not book on VRBO. Oh my gosh, the worst booking. I booked, we booked there twice and both times it was such a mess and it took like six months to get a refund. Just a fair warning, do not book with them. Um... However, yes, we just, you know, this place looks nice. It's near the center or it's near the beach or whatever. Okay, let's book it. Um, and sometimes, you know, it is very difficult with specifically internet for both of us working online. Um, <clears throat> it is tricky not knowing how great the internet is. I would say it's like 40, 60 um, 40% of the time it doesn't really work out with the internet that well, which is pretty high, maybe 30 to 40%, which is pretty high. Honestly, there's really no way of knowing. And if you ask them, of course, they're always going to say they have good internet. I find Airbnbs are usually the best internet just because, um, that Airbnb specifically has a dedicated internet, but not always. Sometimes they share with like the neighbors or whatever, but, um, hotels, it can definitely be a little bit spottier. And honestly, we prefer Airbnbs. They're cozier. They have a kitchen, which we like, like, it's just a lot nicer, we think than a hotel room. And honestly, hotels are pretty expensive compared to Airbnbs. Um, so that is my little tip of the day. So yes, we just Airbnb everywhere. We do not have a home. That is how we like it right now. Um, and that's the life. Okay, so the last question is a question I remember asking a nomad on Instagram before I became a nomad, and it is about clothing. She asked, do you only have one suitcase of clothes? And I remember asking somebody on Instagram years back, like, how do you pack? Like with one suitcase, like what? I have a whole closet full of clothes. So really great question. I know every girl is thinking of this question. <laughs> I got you. Um, okay, so... Do you only have one suitcase? Yes. I have one big, I think it's like a 24 inch suitcase, which is not huge, but it's not a carry on. Um, don't get one that's too huge. Otherwise you just won't be able to carry it around. And I have a carry on and then I have a backpack. I have never liked the idea of just backpacking everywhere. I think I have bad knees already. So I think it would be bad for my knees. And I also don't really want all of that on my back to be completely honest. I think it'd be bad for my back, for my knees, for my feet, like just everything. So I'd rather carry two suitcases. I have a little backpack, um, for like my laptop, but doesn't hold too many things. And then I have my carry on and I have my suitcase. So there is, you know, always additional costs for having a suitcase on an airplane, which is kind of annoying paying like $25, $50 more than you have to because of one piece of baggage. Sometimes it's even like a hundred dollars. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, I fit, I fit a lot of my tech stuff into my carry on and then all of my clothes and cosmetics, face wash, 
Any liquid is always in my suitcase, of course, like face wash, anything like that. Um, and all of my clothes, I honestly probably have too many clothes. I probably don't need so many. Um, but that is kind of how I briefly organize my suitcase. Um, honestly, and I know it will sound crazy if you have a... Uh, I don't know if you can hear, there is like a Mexican yelling outside. I'm in Mexico right now. So somebody's yelling out on the street. Um, I think they said it's for like gasoline or something. I don't know, um, to buy something. So I hope you can't hear that. But if you can, then a little glimpse of Mexico. So um, yeah, so I what I was saying is that I really do think I could probably get a little bit of a smaller suitcase and have less clothes. And the way that I am, you know, a year after a year later of traveling the world and being a nomad, I am really wanting to have kind of like a capsule wardrobe, but specifically have the wardrobe be a lot of neutrals. Um, a lot of stuff I have right now is black and white, which is very convenient. You can, it doesn't even matter. You can just mix and match anything. But when I have different colors, because I don't have a whole closet full of clothes, it kind of can look a little bit crazy if I just like pick something out of my suitcase, pair it with like, I don't know, pants and I'm off to go. So I think that the best way for me personally to do it, because I like blacks and whites, to dress in blacks and whites, um, what I'm going to do going forward is to make sure that when I buy something, it's almost always a neutral color so that it can really go with anything else I have in my suitcase. And I would say that's one of the biggest tips that I would give to somebody who, a female who is starting out on their nomadic journey. Um, because, you know, we have, I had so many clothes. I had a whole closet full of clothes and I loved all of my clothes and it was so hard to get rid of some of them. But honestly, I have found that having a smaller amount of clothes, my clothes rotate out so much. If I don't wear something for, I don't even know, like a month, I'm like, okay, that can go. I really know what I wear and what I don't wear and what mixes and matches with everything else I have in my suitcase well. And if it's not something I love, it doesn't mix and match well, it can go. So, and I, I am really a true minimalist. I always have loved owning not a lot. So for me having two suitcases and a backpack, like that is more than enough for me right now at this point in my life. So um, yeah, I think it really just comes down, of course, to your preference and how you want to live your nomadic lifestyle, but that is what really works best for me. So those are all the questions that I have received from friends, from Instagram, looking to get some more info on my lifestyle, not saying that they want to live my lifestyle. Um, that's a completely different thing, but I think a lot of people just have questions when they, you know, see you traveling the world, especially as a female, because gosh, I know I did. So those are my little hacks, tips, tricks that I've learned along the way. If you have any other questions, please message me on Instagram at nomadneeks. It is below my Instagram. I will see you on the next episode.